pretty outside of it. Take your Bible and turn over to Romans 8 for just a minute. Romans 8 is the chapter of the Spirit. And part of the work of the Spirit is to work in our hearts and in our lives. And Romans 8 28, which is a verse that I suppose we've all memorized, is a good verse that points out his work to mold us and to make us more and more into his image. Verse 28, Romans 8, 28 says, And we know that God causes all things to work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. For those whom he foreknew, he also predestined to become conformed to the image of his son so that he would be the firstborn among many brethren. These whom he predestined, he also called. These whom he called, he also justified. And these whom he justified, he also glorified. We'll just stop the reading there. I was looking at these verses and thinking about them. They're kind of a comfort to us to see what God is doing. Notice there at the beginning that the way it's worded, it points out that God's work is behind the scenes and that it is in cooperation with a lot of other things. Uh, it says that he causes all things to work together, which is incorporates a lot of, um, Pete mentioned this morning, a lot of uh, conflicts, a lot of involvement with peoples and programs, and everybody has their agenda and everybody has their ideas has their plan um, a lot of programs that on the surface seem to conflict but yet god works through these things uh, and brings them out so that he works it out for good to his people that's what he's saying we work together for good to a group of people that have two things true about them Number one, talking about us now, actually, um, we are those who love God. That idea of love is related to agape, but it doesn't just mean volitional love, but it's an emotional love. It's a, an attraction. And uh, that's what he describes us. We are people who love God. That's one of the things that I have burdened you with, I guess, time and time again, <clears throat> is that I want that love to be a feeling, but a lot of times it's not just a feeling, but it's an intention, it's a plan, even when you don't feel like it, even when it's not the, the thing that you really want to do the most, yet you know it's right, and you want to please the Lord, you want to please your master, you want to be pleasing to him, and so his people have this reality about them, and that is that out of all the people on the planet who are living for themselves, his people have this characteristic that we are those who love him. But secondly, we're also those that he's called for his purpose. So that means that, that my agenda is not the foremost thing on God's plate. That it's not what I'm wanting the most and asking my heavenly father as his child to give me this toy or this indulgence 
or whatever it is that I'm wanting, maybe to feel better, to get my foot doing better, which feels a little better tonight. Or it's not simply that, but it's his purpose, his plan. He's working that out, and he has a plan, and he intends to use us in it. And I'm glad for that. I'm really glad, because I want my life to honor him. I want it to glorify him and exalt him. And so he says, and we know that God calls all things to work together for good to those who love God, to those who are the called according to his purpose. And then uh, he begins to amplify how he's doing that or what he's doing. He says, for those whom he foreknew, I know this is uh, kind of a, a deep verse in a way it is for us to understand, try to understand it. But it just means that God knew us intimately before he created us. In fact, the way it's worded in scripture is uh, he knew us eons, you will, before he created us. I don't understand how he can do that. Probably you don't either. <laughs> but he did. And uh, he has a, an intimate knowledge of us. It doesn't mean that he looked down the binoculars of time and saw what we were going to do, and so then he chose us. It doesn't mean that. It means he knew us, and he worked together to bring us to the point of doing and working with him for his purpose and for his plan. It's not a second-guess kind of thing. And so he says here that uh, he foreknew us, and then he also predestined us. I had a good friend who was, still had a good friend, as far as I know, lives down in Newburgh. Who was a classical pianist and uh, he's always been ever since he went to high school um in fact i remember i think it was the freshman year in high school he grew up in the town of warrington and i think it was in the freshman or sophomore year in high school that they had a, a school assembly and they had a concert pianist that played and he was so impressed by that that he went home to his dad and he told him that he wanted to become a classical pianist. And his, and his dad said, well, Tasker, uh, there's an upright piano there. You practice that, take lessons. And uh, if you do well, I'll try to help you with that. And so he, he uh, practiced every day and took lessons. I don't know, I don't know the details of his, his training and stuff. But he was faithful in that. And his father gave him a grand piano for graduation big living room grand piano. He went on to go to Chapel Hill and East Carolina and then went to Europe on a scholarship and, and was in Basel, Switzerland for many years. But the thing I want to try to say to you is that when he was graduating from high school, a comment was made that he was destined to be a great pianist. And But God is the one that destines us. He is the one that sets the destiny down. Look at what he says here, predestined us to be conformed or molded to the image of his son. That's what he's after, to make us look like the Lord Jesus. That's his goal for me. Boy, am I a long way from that. That's his goal for you. If you belong to him, he wants to make you like Jesus, to live like, to look like, and to act like him, to be like him. To have his power. This, that's the chapter on the spirit. To have his power in your life. I don't know how you're doing. I don't feel like I'm not satisfied with how I'm doing. But I know that's where he's going. And I want to cooperate with him. So 
I try to do the things and submit to the things and be in the places to support the things that help me to look like him, to act like him, to honor him. Uh, which means having a quiet time, which means spending time in prayer, which means uh, watching uh, my friends at work and trying to be a witness to them. It's easy not to, but it's really important, uh, which means to do things, give people rides or give them whatever they need that you can in the name of Jesus just to be a witness. Uh, for Christ, be his hands and his feet. And uh, that, that's just really important. And so we want to cooperate with him because we want to bear the image of our Savior, to be conformed to that image so that uh, he would be the firstborn among many brethren so that we would be part of that family. Being a brethren of Christ is to look like him, to be part of his family. And we'd be the firstborn among many brethren. And these that he predestined he called, and these that he called, he also justified, and these can be justified, he also glorified. Interesting that all of those items are in the past tense, which means that in his sight, these things are already done. Only God can do that. We have a great God. Tonight we have come to remember our Savior his glorious work on our behalf. We are so blessed and so fortunate that he's called us, that he's worked in our hearts, in our lives. The Bible tells us that this is a time of self-examination. It warns us not to take it lightly because <clears throat> when we take the bread and the cup and partake of it, it is symbolic of partaking of Christ. If we haven't Taken of Christ, then you don't want to pretend like you have. So it's a time it says to examine ourselves, which I'm going to start us in prayer. Um, but I'm not going to close in prayer. I'm going to sit down and then everybody that wants to pray, and everybody can pray. Uh, a lot of times people don't pray, but everybody can pray that wants to pray. And they're going to ask Rick if you don't mind closing that time of prayer. Yeah. Let's pray. Dear Father, we do thank you for your goodness to us. Our hearts are kind of excited in a way about BBS and what we're doing, but more than that, what you're doing, doing in our lives, doing in our hearts. There was a good spirit, I think, of unity with us tonight, not because we just happen to all agree on the same thing, but that your spirit is working in our hearts and lives. And, and I just pray. I just pray that you'll mold this body more and more into the likeness of Christ and that you would mold me more and more into the likeness of Christ. Help us to really cooperate with you. There's so much that needs to be done in our lives. I pray that you just do your work. Thank you for the stress. Thank you for the pressures. Thank you for the the difficulties, even the difficult people that cross our path and the difficult circumstances, these things that intrude into our easy lifestyle, 
that make us realize that you're working, that you're speaking. Help us to, to listen to what you're saying and to profit from what you're doing. There are people right now that are on my heart and mind. I'm not going to mention their names, but there are people that, that I see. Some of them I give rides to, some of them that we try to witness to. And I just thank you. I thank you for putting us here in this world. And thank you for the people that you've put into our world. And help us be an effective witness, an effective voice on your behalf in their lives. And now tonight, as we're looking at this, the elements, the cup, the bread that remind us of your sacrifice, I think we're humbled to know that you would give yourself for us. Help that to really generate submission and dedication and commitment. Help us to know what it means. And the scripture says, if anyone wants to be my, no man can be my disciple and doesn't give up his relatives, his family, his friends, and put you first. That's, that's what the text is saying. Put you first. We can't do it unless you grant that in our lives, that repentance, that commitment. So I pray tonight before I sit down, that you would do that in my heart, do that work in our hearts, make us more like the Savior. 